What's up, New England and beyond? Welcome to the Room Podcast this Wednesday night. This Valentine's Wednesday night, February 14th. All you lovers out there, couples, congratulations on a great day for you. Uh, as far as me, I'm doing a podcast with this stud and another stud coming up. But first, we have the Combat Cowboy, Jeff Clock. What's up, my man? Happy Valentine's Day, bro. Did you... Uh, did you have a Valentine's? Are you looking for one, or are you rather not say at this at this moment? Nope, nope. Rolling solo this year. Just uh, just hanging out, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens next year. Excellent, my man. Well, you know, it's the beginning of the year, bro. Uh, you know, uh, you know, all power to you. But Jeff, man, uh, you are on to talk about uh, your weekend of uh, of local fights and uh watching some great great action mma action at combat fc six man um you were a solo for the new england mma group man uh you've been there before how was uh how was it this time around it was awesome it was awesome they're doing a really good job um just like the little things they do with production um like the first few times they had ufc fight pass they had these big camera setups on the side of like each side of the cage it was basically like blocking some of the view and this time they had a different setup where they could even fit more seats and it was more open so uh they're they're literally trying to improve every event and they definitely are um as far as uh is the fight pass section they've been on and off with the fight pass right as far as fight pass was uh were you able to move around as far as media because we know they're they 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 run a little type of uh tighter ship at uh ufc fight pass yeah yeah um i was able to move around pretty freely um you know definitely did not try to get in front of any of their cameras or anything but uh yeah i was definitely able to move around but yeah there are some events where they they don't even let you share footage at all so, uh, so you know, Combat FC is definitely doing a good thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Rick Caldwell, the the matchmaker there, says, "Hey, you're you are on your own. If uh, if they get mad at you, I don't know shit. And uh, if you get kicked out, I still don't know shit. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I like it that way. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much pretty much how it goes. You know, you get some good videos, get some good shares, bring some attention, and." Uh, don't cross the line, and if I do, no one knows anything. <laughs> Excellent, my man. Well, bro, we got about 17 minutes to talk about um, Combat FC 6, a little bit about, you know, future cards coming up, maybe some match mm -hmm. matchups in the future. Then we got uh, the Gladiator, Valdina, coming on, which uh, he might have some fight news in the future. He's been uh, throwing some stuff on uh, social media. So, my man, uh, Combat FC 6, man, first off, uh, what was your fight of the night? We'll just get that going right away. Um, I had so many, Steve. I mean, so many had some wild moments, but I don't know if it was the fight of the night, but I think Damian Nelson getting a, you know, dominant victory over Don Chanis was just the most shocking moment of the night. Yeah. Um, just because of how big Don Chavis is in the area, just because he just had that UFC test, um, and he was ready. You know, he was ready. I know it was a, a last-minute step up, but, um, yeah, I feel like Damian Nelson absolutely blew everyone away when he got that victory. Yeah, I'm showing a little of uh, Damian Nelson's uh, and uh, Combat FC's Instagram here. Oh, that's Dylan. 
<laughs> Dylan's already in. Dylan, Dylan uh, Napoleon was just on. I guess he has something going on. But um, it was a great show. I'm not. I'll I'll jump back there later. But um, yeah, great, 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 great fight, bro. There was so many, and for a card that kind of fell apart a little bit at the end. I think they started off with like four title fights, and would they end up with um, two, uh, 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 two titles, or just one? Uh it was just. It was actually just the the pro title, and then yeah, it was actually one pro title. Yeah, so Don Shanus's fight that turned into a three round uh, fight, uh, and then um, who else was in there? That uh, the Ali Zebian fight that turned into the the main event, yeah. but that that was a title. Yeah, that that was the title fight, and it was going good. It was. It was going kind of how everyone expected it to be a great fight. And then if you saw Ali Zevian poked him in the eye when he was, like, pushing his head back when they were clinching on the ground, grappling on the ground. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. They gave him the DQ. They yes. They gave him yeah. the DQ. Jeff, I, I, was doing a, I was doing a fight companion with Tommy, and I was like, I thought it was going to be a no contest. And then all of a sudden I hear um, they were going to rule it a DQ for an intentional eye gouging. Did you hear anything? What's the story behind that? As we know, Kevin McDonald's is fucking awesome. He gives you the benefit of the doubt. He'll warn you, uh, you know, when when needed. What happened there, and what did you see here, and what's the rumors now as far as the decision and, you know, all that shit? I mean, right at the end of it, even Jan Oliveira said right on the mic, like, I know he didn't do that on purpose. Like, um, you know, this probably shouldn't even be a DQ right now. It's what everyone was thinking. Um, I think it would be a contest as well. Um, and after that, everybody just kept saying, let's run it back, let's run it back. I think these two have great chemistry when it comes to kind of poking, poking each other. Uh, um, still no keeping it on. So uh, I'd love to see them run it back. Um, hopefully Jan's eye is okay. Eye injuries can be very... You get a scratch or something pretty bad on there. But, um, yeah, he just couldn't open his eye. And the, and the ref gave him more than enough time, which I did appreciate. Some refs would stop the fight after, like, 30 seconds. But he gave him a long time. He even gave him, like, an ice pack, I believe. He gave him something to hold on to his eye to try to help it out. And uh, it, just, it just was too bad of a scratch. Too what? bad. Well, well, um, Jan actually made a, he made a post the next day about, you know, he's in the hospital. He might've had, a, he might have a scratch cornea. He don't know. Uh, they don't got to, he still couldn't look, see out of it. Uh, but he did mention that it wasn't, you know, atten- intentional at all, at all as, as, as he, you know, as he's seen it and stuff like that. You know, looking at that fight, Jeff, who was winning that fight? I feel like Jan was landing a little bit more. Um, and maybe that was the game plan, you know? Because um, it was it was tough to tell, but I feel like Jan was kind of coming away, coming away with it. I mean, obviously, Ali's going to try to, you know, do his thing and then wrestle him down. And, you know, he's definitely a great wrestler, but I feel like Jan was inching away with it. Um, I did hear some, when Jan did make that post the next day, he did mention Ali's corner. That they were disrespectful. What was, of course, yeah, it's a, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot on the line there. You know, you don't think there should be a, a DQ. 
um, you know, a title fight gets fucked up like that. Did you see anything from the corner? Did you hear anything? Any, any, you know, anything going on there? I did not. I did not see anything about that. I did hear people talking about, um, you know, some words being said back and forth. But um, I think that was the main point was that it was BS that it was a DQ type thing. And they were going, um, you know, very emotional with that because they invested all the time into it. Well, Jeff, the last time uh, Combat FC5, I was there with you. We had a we had a great time there. Um, oh, yeah, you, so- <laughs> shh, shh, shh. What happened? Okay. What happens at Combat FC stays at Combat FC, Jeff. But anyway, um, what was the vibe? I mean, you you have a main event stop like that. You had a bunch of other fights that kind of fell through. I mean, the the card did get carried by the younger dudes and the younger fighters, you know, in the region and stuff like that. A couple of upsets in there also. Uh, but what was the vibe? I mean, we've been there when the, the main event, they're cheering, blah, 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 blah. You know, and Nate Garib when, wins the main event or whatever. What was the vibe here after a, a fucking decision like that? And like, boom, you know, you know what I mean? So I remember last time we were there, how they have fights after the main event, like after 10. I remember last time we were there, it cleared right out. Everyone basically left and it just, it cleared right out. This time, they did a really good job at announcing, like, hey, guys, we have X amount of fights after the main event, so make sure you stay. And people were staying. It was a decent crowd all the way to the end of the night. Um, Obviously, it wasn't fully packed. You know, a little while later, people started clearing out. But I think all in all, it was awesome. Um, They had a lot of fights on the cards. They started it even a little bit early. At, like, 6.30, 6.40, they kicked right off, and people were still piling in, and that place was absolutely packed. Absolutely, Pat. I totally, for- uh. I forgot. I totally forgot about the dock fights because Tommy and I were here, and we were looking for the the results on you know on your website because you were doing play by play. We were looking for things everywhere, and I'm like, where are these fucking fights? And then I'm like, they're the goddamn dock fights. So uh, mm-hmm. Cormier, all those guys, they fought afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, Cormier retired. Yeah. So you miss something that special. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, that that definitely should have got some more. T- well, I wish it would have, you know. But uh, but I get it. There's other fights that are going to go on. Um, but listen, listen. They didn't even go live on Facebook for these fights or YouTube. I mean, they could have had someone with their fucking phone going live. You know what I mean? For the fights. Uh, you know, YouTube. I don't know if that's a fight pass thing, but... They were they didn't they were supposed to go live you on Facebook for the prelims. There was no mm-hmm. Facebook live, was there? I did not check that. I, I did, did check it. Watch. I did not see it. So, uh, but, but I think that's actually a good idea. Yeah, why not go live for the fights afterwards, at least on Facebook? That way, those friends and family can also see it. Yes, and uh, I understand it. It could be a fight pass thing, but don't tell us that the prelims, like three or four fights are going to be on at fucking seven o'clock or whatever on Facebook. And we're over here fucking doing this and, uh, you know, sitting here with a, and nothing's going on. I could be wrong. They could have been broadcast somewhere else, but we looked, we were looking for them. We didn't find any link toward them. So. Dang. Yeah, no, I didn't even check that. I'll definitely check next time I'm there. Um, like, cause like there was some really fun fights that, um, like the unfortunately the um the Hargrove and Baltazar fight, uh Thurman Hargrove, Key Baltazar, that was one I was looking most forward to. And it um that one ended with like Baltazar like injured his leg 
in between the rounds. And he, like, couldn't... He, the doctor came in a couple times, and I don't know if he couldn't put pressure on it or something, but they had to call the fight. And it stinks, because that was what I was looking so forward to. Yeah, he's... Okay, a, he, you know, uh, Balthazar, he's had some tough losses. Uh, he's fought for an amateur title, I think, at Neff. He's not afraid to get in there against the, the talent. He comes out of Nostos, uh, coached well. Um, hate to see him, you know, kind of still, you know, on that losing streak. But he's a young kid. It's an amateur, man. A lot of amateurs have gone, like, you know, under 500 in the amateur career and come around to, uh, you know, be uh, successful champions down the line. So, you know what I mean? All the power to you, man. You're putting your work in there. Yeah, no, I'm excited for him to get back in. Yeah, bro, uh... Let, let me mention something right now. Um, yeah. Cam Resnitsky, man, he comes in on late notice. And that fight went, I knew it was going to, I thought it was going to be a, a different battle. It was a battle, but it was a one-side side battle, man. Talk about that fight, because that's a, that's a huge 170-pound prospect fight right there on two kids that are like, what, 2-0, 3-0, uh, you know, early in their careers. Massive prospect fight, and all respect to Cam for stepping up and taking that fight last minute as a replacement. But I also thought the same thing when I was talking to people about this fight. I thought it was going to be way more competitive. And nothing against Kyle Hill. I think he is amazing. But last time I seen Cam fight, I believe, was that, was it Cage Titans? I, yeah, it might have been against Sam Watford, um, who's, yeah. who's a veteran, but... Sam's a vet, and Cam Cam looked amazing, amazing that night. And I was like, if this Cam shows up, this is going to be a back-and-forth war. And Hill just in, impressed everybody. He was stuffing every single takedown. Even if it did go to the ground, he was in control. And he was landing shots. He was landing kicks. It looked like... it. it like the next level like he was he was next level um obviously you'll have people that even online they say give cam a full camp and it would be different now that's it's it's tough to say because you know it's a short notice fight but um i mean with the with the projection i see both of those guys having i could see that fight happening again down the road down the road well one thing is uh you know cam was coming off uh you know going late notice, but Cam, I think it was getting ready for a fight maybe a month ago or, th you know, three weeks to a month ago, that fight fell through. So he was in fight camp, uh, but that's tough. I mean, you, you know, you, you, you in fight camp, the fight falls through, you, you kind of searching around for a fight and all of a sudden you get one dropped a week in, on your lap, you know, in someone else's ballpark, a long drive for him. And, uh, Man, it showed a little bit in the eye. And I would like to see maybe they run it back, but way down the line, you can't do yeah. it. You know, it, it it was too lopsided to to even think about it now. They get, you know, Cam's got to regroup, get back in there, and Kyle's, a, you know, he's just going to keep doing what he's doing. Maybe they'll meet down the line again. I forgot exactly what, I, what he said, but I loved after the fight how Hill was like, they asked him who he wanted, and he's like, you know, anybody. I'm the guy. Yeah, anybody. Wants. He said, like, anybody, who, who, he goes, who else is there? Something like that's, that's what I <laughs> yeah. think he said. Who else is there? Which good for him. I mean, he showed it in two fights, uh, as a pro that he, uh, he can get it done, man. He's, he's a, he's a force to be reckoned with. So good for him. Good for Nostos. I'm sure they had a good, good night. Um, Jeff, a couple more fights. 
Uh, and then we'll just uh, we'll talk quick about the two cards. We got uh, Andrew Valdina coming on in about seven minutes. Andrew, if you're listening, give me give me seven minutes, baby. Give me seven minutes with uh, with Jeff Clark. Another fight that really shocked me, but I th thought it might have been a little too soon, a little too fast. Was Josh Medeiros? Um, he fought the the dude that that retired. Richie Santiago, basically. I mean, Richie, he didn't, re, you know, Richie Santiago retired, but that was the last fight of Richie Santiago's career. And Richie Santiago, as we all know, was a number one prospect in New England. He went to the Contender Series. Um, he's done great things in his MMA career. Has moved on. But this guy beat Richie Santiago. He goes into Josh's backyard, and, man, he just took the wind out of Josh's sails. You know, gassed him out. He he did, and and that was and that was a uh, there was definitely a lot of wind in those seals too. There was a lot of people there to support him. Yeah. Um, Josh has a good following, good fan base, and uh, a good dude. Yeah, every time I met him, and super. But yeah, that was that was a tough fight, and it's his first one back. I know he's supposed to have the fight, and it got canceled, but it's his first one back since hurting his arm. Um, so. And, Oh no 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 no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! He did have one fight uh, back. He fought Dave, uh, David David He knocked out David Torreo after that. Oh shoot! Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So he, I think he was only a one and zero pro going against a guy that was three and four, maybe or you know four and four. Dude has a bunch of fights. Yeah, I um, you know, it stinks because, like I said, the a lot of people there were rooting for him, and um, you know, but I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back very quick. And uh, I, I think that he'll definitely, I think that he'll definitely put on another great show. Excellent. It, it stinks went the way it did, but um, yeah, I was definitely shocked by that one too. Yeah, definitely. Um, they did. I think uh, Walter Cotito. They also had uh, another fighter there that for uh, no, that was at Neff. I'm thinking uh, Dave Burke against uh, one of their studs. It, yeah, you were at that too, right? Yeah, yeah. And actually, <laughs> speaking of that Dave Burke fight, oh my God, dude. He was Crushing him in the beginning. He was landing some combos. He was doing it. And then um, with Jeff Reynolds just came back and, and got the victory. But a funny story about that. <laughs> kind of gross. When they were all bloody, they obviously came up against my side of the cage. And somebody threw something and blood just went over everybody. And like two seconds before that, I said, I'm going to put my cowboy hat under my table so it doesn't get blood on it. Two seconds later, the judge next to me has blood all over oh, his face on his third. Probably was perfect timing, but uh, no, Burke is another one of those exciting prospects. Win or lose, he puts on one hell of a fight, so uh, he's always exciting to see. Yeah, excellent, man. Well, let's uh, let's leave off on a couple other points of this uh, this card, Jeff. Uh, anything else uh, stick up stick out to you about the card? Uh, I'm forgetting so many fights there, man. We'll have to recap again. Or we'll talk. We're gonna do be doing a fight companion down the line. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll recap that and talk more because some of these fighters might be on a couple of these cards or they might be matched up against some of these uh, some of these other fighters fighting in the next month. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, Travis Demko had a big win. Uh, he won pretty quickly. Um, if you watch the video I upload, though, some people were saying there were maybe some shots to the back of the head. He his opponent did jump right up and protest that. Um, so watch that video, see what you see. Um, Travis, Travis, Travis Demko is a dangerous man. Um, I think he's coming. He's coming off his first loss as a pro, back at the last combat FC, where 
you know, he, he, I think it, I think it was his gas tank. Uh, he was doing well in that fight, and I think he just uh, he ran out of gas, and the guy just took him. He came back with a vengeance here, man. Um, I think he's maybe three and one, four and one as a. I think he's a bantamweight. Yeah, it only took him twenty-seven seconds to yeah. win this fight. That, that's amazing, and that was the end fight of the night. So whoever stuck through to the very end got to see a great KO, just thirty seconds, and it left everyone leaving like. That was awesome. That was a great way to end the night. Excellent. Well, Jeff, uh, what card are you going to be at next? What's your next card you will be uh, attending? Uh, I'm definitely going to go to Combat Zone. Um, there's a fight on that card, which I think could be the fight of the year. Um, Jacob Bone and Mo Alcanini, who Mo just won the fight of the year last year against Slippery Pete. And, uh, yeah. Mo's a striker and, and, and a great striker, and Jacob Bowen also will stand and bang with anybody. So uh, I think that could be a fight of the year. We'll see. Um, I, I, I'm tossing around going to CES. I've never been to one. Shit. Uh, where are they going to be at? Foxwoods? Yeah, yeah, like the night before that or something. So tossing about that. Um, when's your next one? Cage Titans? Uh, my next card I'm going to? Yeah. Yes, Cage Titans. I will be at Cage Titans next. Cage Titans. That's the next card. I won't be at any more. I won't be at the next two. I'm going to be doing a fight companion, definitely for CES because I do believe they're on Fight Pass again. Or I, I could be wrong, but if C, if I, I don't go. I'll come. I'll come do a fight. Yeah. If though. if CES is on Fight Pass, I'm doing definitely doing a CES uh, fight companion. Combat Zone. If uh, people are interested and want to come here do a fight companion. Uh, we can pitch in five bucks. I'll buy pizza. You buy beers, and uh, we have a good time in here. I'll do a combat zone one. I don't mind doing that. Uh, but Jeff, you will be there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to combat zone definitely. There's actually a PBR that night too. <laughs> it pushed the mass. It's that night and the next night. I do have the credentials, but I'm not gonna be able to go Saturday because I'm gonna go to the fight. Oh so. shit, I'll man. Hey Jeff, down down the line. The ghost down the, line, down the line, I really want to go to one of those with you if I can. You should. They're awesome. Yeah, so I'll, 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 I'll wear your cowboy hat with my Joe Exotic wig. It'll fit fucking perfect. Keep, maybe, maybe I'll grab it when I come for the all thing. Right, we'll all see. Right, all right. Just a uh, long story short, I let Jeff give his shout-outs and, and whatever's coming up uh, his social media. But Jeff was down here for a fight companion. I, I can't remember which one, Jeff. You can yell that out. But Jeff was down here. First of all, he complained about the seats I had here. He didn't like the fucking seats. He loved the room. He goes, Steve, one thing, these fucking seats. I was like, I felt all embarrassed, like, oh, shit. So we replaced the seats, right? We replaced the seats. But, Jeff, was it here you left your hat? Or was yeah, and it then you caged Titans, and then caged Titans just got crazy yes. like it always. And I texted you the next day. I was like, did I leave? Exactly. So I've been holding, I've been holding, I've been holding Jeff's hat for about five months, and I tried to give it away about four times. The guests on the podcast too. Yeah. That comedian girl that put it on within four seconds, you're like, you can have it. <laughs> well, look it up. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, Jeff, man, we definitely, I'll have you on. We'll definitely do a big. Uh, a big uh, post combat zone uh, 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 fight thing. All right, we'll do a, a you know a recap. That's what we're doing. All right, Jeff. Down for Jeff, yeah, we definitely got a hook up. We have good times at fights. You're like my you're my you're my, you're my good buddy over there. Do it. Let's he, do it, man. Hey, Jeff is the guy that would 
he, he would call me an Uber. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I needed it, Steve, you need an Uber. All right, Jeff, with that said, man, uh, where can we reach you and uh, give the dates on Combat Zone if you have and uh, all that uh, media stuff where we can get in touch with your play-by-plays and shit? Uh, Combat Cowboy underscore MMA. I'm going to start using that a lot more. Um, I'm going to start writing a lot more articles for New England MMA. Um, I have in, I have a written interview coming out with Jerome. He is the matchmaker for Combat Zone. Um, and I'm going to work on some newer, fun content. You know, I feel like a lot of, um, a lot of the content out there is, uh, the same. So let's have some fun with it this summer. I want to do some fun stuff. So, uh, me and you will definitely team up on something fun. Yeah, definitely. You want to collab, bro. I'm always there. We have a good time, man. We could all, you know, do something live, figure it out. You know, we, we got the, we got the, the means and the, and, and the ability and talent to do it live there. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Jeff, man, uh, I'm going to get Andrew Valdina on here, and then uh, we're going to have him on a few minutes, and then I'm going to go to karaoke night and uh, look, for, look for my Valentine. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Bring the cowboy hat, take some country. You know, we'll crush it. All right, my man, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I'll see you later. Later. Oh, my God. That was uh, Jeff, Jeff Clark. Um, I'm going to call or let Andrew Valdina know it's his time. Um, where is it? Here we are. Andrew, you ready? So Jeff Clark uh, is one of the funnest guys to ever cover a fight with. Um, wow, I haven't had Andrew, you ready? Um, yeah, Jeff Clark is my guy. Is my guy at... Uh, at the fights, man. We have a good time. Oh, Andrew Valdina is ready. Let me get him on. What's up, handsome? How are you, my man? How we doing? We're doing good, man. Uh, yeah, whichever way you want to go. I'll fit you in. Oh, that's perfect. That's beautiful. Bang, bang. Yeah, I'm just going to fit you in my template. You are live. Of course, you know that already, my man. Uh, there he is. Look how handsome this fucking guy is. Where'd he go? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm in a straggly phase here. Where is he? I got to find him. There he is. There he is. Um, yeah, but that's, uh, it's edgy, man. It's sexy. With uh, one woman called. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to look like you, man. I hear you're going to a karaoke night without me. Um, dude, I know you fucking, I know, I know that's your world, man. I know that's it your is. world, bro. Um, well, do you go solo? I see you always with your family singing. Can you, do you go solo or do you need, you know, your sister to help you out with the Olivia Newton-John pots and shit like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have the cojones to go solo just yet, but. I love I love karaoke, man. It's our family's thing, man. You know, in my boys' thing, I have some friends like like Connor Matthews and stuff. It's like one particular night, he's not a big karaoke guy. This and that. After our fights, we get a couple of drinks, and us all of a sudden he's singing some <laughs> screamo song at play arcade. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I mean. I don't sing. I'm a drummer, but I I I aspire. I can do like the singing when it's like more talking. And stuff like that, you know what I mean? Or if it's like a, you know, four or five people just screaming, that's when I get up there. But you get you get me up there alone, it'll never happen, bro. I'll crack, I'll hide. It's it's not my thing, man. 
You probably just need a couple Mai Tais to lose. Well, no, up, no. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm almost afraid to talk on this mic. Never mind sing in front of fucking, you know, what I mean? people that are going to critique you about your voice. But hey, you, hey, you put a drum set in there though. I'll rock their world. I'll rock their world, my man. Maybe you bring a portable drum set to the karaoke <laughs> night, and now we got a little duo going on. Me and you, you kidding me? Well, they do have one. It's called a cajon. It's a box you sit on, and you can hit it, and it sounds kind of drumish. Hey. We're in. I'll just throw it in my trunk, and I'll visit sometime. We'll go do karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, my man. Hey, bro, welcome to the show, as always, my man. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, I know uh, uh, I do, but I would imagine you're a, a, you're a single bachelor because you were mugging it up with a, a, you know, a wrestling dummy today. Or, you know, a whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what did you just call her? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> nah, nah, you're right. That's my girl. She's been with me for years. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. When everyone else, when everyone else has a partner, she's always there. Seriously, how long have you had that? Have, have you had her? That uh, I think I started. Honestly, it's been like a tradition for a few years now. Every Valentine's Day, I'm posted with this girl. It's kind of making fun of my myself being single, but yeah, it's pretty funny. Awesome. If uh, if anyone wants to see it, it's on his social media, Andrew Vladina, or his uh, Instagram right here. We have that up there. But it, it, this kid's a character. Not only a great fighter good kid but uh he's also uh he knows <laughs> he knows how to make you laugh and uh, have a good time with uh what's going on but my man also good things happening with you not only to fight we're gonna get to a bunch of shit bro i you know i yeah. wanted you on for about 20 25 minutes try not to go over that because uh you know i might have a, a date at karaoke i don't know you know what i mean you never you never know what's lingering around on valentine's day there's broken hearts that could you people can get in fights have too much to drink all of a sudden, there's a, you know, there's a single lady hanging around. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> a little damsel in distress, Steve. Who are you going to save? <laughs> so anyway, with that said, bro, um, you know, we just had Jeff, uh, the combat cowboy here, talking about Combat FC. And uh, not that you were fighting. I'm sure you had maybe a trainer partner or two in there, cross trainer. But uh, you had something, Charlie, uh, what, Quinn? Is that his name? Uh, yeah, Charlie a, Quinn. A big media, media, MMA, sports media guy coming into town, into New England area, covering Combat FC, and he did something special with you guys at uh, Lausanne's, you and Joe Poirier, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, Charlie Quinn's a good dude. He, uh, he, I met Charlie, um, the, not this past January Cage Titans, but the year before his January Cage Titans, uh, where I beat Seth Bazler. That was the, that was the emote night where I fucking slashed him. But uh, that's where I met Charlie. And, uh, right when I met him, I just knew he was a good dude. He, we clicked right away, exchanged numbers and shit, social media and, and all that. We stayed in touch ever since then. He sent me some like behind-the-scenes footage that he got of that night, too. That was really cool. And, uh, yeah, we just stayed in touch. He's been trying to get over to Lozon's for, I'd say, like a solid like year now, and he just hasn't been able to. But finally, he came in for Combat FC, and he said he had to make the trip since he was already over here. And, uh yeah, me and Joe Poirier, we're at, we're at Lausanne's. He, we got a couple interviews in with him. We did the, uh, we held pads for him a little bit. Then we did the body shot challenge, trying to drop his ass. That felt really good. But, uh, no, he's a good dude. That was cool. Well, when you met him at, uh, you know, at the event, did you know, did you know, did he have a background? Did you know of him? I mean, it, we'll talk about him, you know, getting hit in the belly and then doing some sparring with you guys or, you know, some pad work. But did did you know of him, of training or anything anything like that, or just as a journalist? 
at, when I when I first met him at that Cage Titans, he was in the back room and he had a camera on him and stuff. But like, I didn't I didn't think too too much of him. I just thought he was like another guy, whether he was just like a Cage Titans uh, team member or he works for the staff of Memorial Hall or something. I don't know. I didn't I didn't know who he was. But then we uh, he started telling me what he does and stuff in the back room, getting ready for the fight and stuff. And you know that's how I figured out who he was. But yeah, I had no idea who he was, if he was a journalist or anything. He was just being a good dude. Um, and he wasn't being, like, an annoying pesterer in the back room while we're all trying to get ready for our fights. He was, like, being really respectful and shit. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was a good dude. All right. <clears throat> so he shows up at Lausanne's, wants to do a couple of interviews. <clears throat> all of a sudden, I see him doing some pad work with you guys, and it looks like he knows what the fuck he's doing. So, yeah. I mean, did you... Does he have some background in mixed martial arts, or did you guys all film this and like? <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. I'm just because I'm gonna use that you you guys for some footage down the line. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, he go by all means, go for it. But uh, he he said that he had a boxing background, okay. um, and I could tell off pads like. Sometimes when you hold pads, you can just all, like you can kind of tell like exact like not exactly where everyone's at, but you can see if they've done it before or if they've never touched a, a glove in their life and stuff. And I could definitely see that he's you know he's had a few pads in his day and stuff like that. But yeah, he surprised me a little bit. I thought he was going to be absolutely trash. Not going to lie, sorry, Charlie, but. Let's just put it. Let us put. Let's put it this way. I am not going to look like trash on live TV. I will get a, fr a few personal training lessons with Valdina before I look like trash. That's for sure. Well, here's the thing, Steve. <laughs> all right. I got to run this by Mr. Pico if this thing happens. Oh, you're gonna, I, feel, you're gonna, I feel so I, bad. Are you training him? I'm training him? you ahead of that fight. I have to talk to both of you. No, no, no. Well, listen to me. Listen, I already have, I have a few offers right now. All right, all right. I have, listen, by all means, help the dude out, man. To, you know, Lozans can back him. Triforce can back me. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> We're going to make it a gym versus gym. I know. I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get. <laughs> We're going to make this into a humongous fight. We'll event. see what happens. I'm going to, I'm going to get Kelsey, Kelts, Mina. We're going to, you know, I, they all live next to me. So I'm going to, you know what I mean? I can get some pad work. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, we'll bring our crew. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I just I I just throw that out there, but bro, um, so, Combat FC, did you go? Did you uh anything like that? Any fighters that you uh train with? Anything stand out about that card for you? Yeah, I went with my I went with my dad. I went with uh, Joe Poirier, and I went with uh, Big Diesel, Dan Atkins. You know Dan? He's the T-shirt cannon Dan at Cage Titans. Uh, so I, I went with them, those guys, and uh, we got a bite to eat before we actually ran into the combat cowboy and lies at the at the rest the restaurant that we stopped at. By the way, love Jeff Clark style, man. The guy looks like John Dutton. But uh, yeah, so when we got to com uh, combat FC, it was I think there was like they were just starting the the main card, so it was like perfect timing. And um, some of the fights that stood out. I would say, well, obviously, you know, my boy Carlos. Carlos got the job done in like a quick fashion, like that against Christus, and I was had a lot of fights under his belt. So, hey, all right, um, let, let's stop. Was... Let, let's stop right there because I want to okay. give this kid his props because I know he, uh, I think, trains at mom's basement. Connor was in his corner. I'm, you know, he's a cartel guy. Like, talk about this kid. Where did he come from? 
I'm sure he's, his name's been mentioned to me by Connor or someone down the line. I might even have met him down Connor's basement uh, one day. But talk about this kid, man, because he, he looked fabulous. This is, that was a hard dude to finish, man. I mean, he sticks in there. I mean, he you know, he, he's fought some big fights. Not He doesn't always come on top, but he's a durable and he's hard to finish, man. And he, he, he got finished quick in that fight. Talk about this kid. Carlos is an absolute animal. Like seriously, he is. Um, he, I, so he, I think he's from, I think he's from the West Coast. I think he's from Las Vegas. And he was, you know, he, he was, a, he was a ranger, army ranger. Um, and then he trained with Connor back on the West Coast, and they met like both. Well, I think pretty sure both of them came out of their special warfare backgrounds, and then right into MMA training, and they were trained together on the West Coast. Then they both came over here. I'm pretty sure that's how the timeline goes. But yeah, uh, Carlos bounced around between uh, cartels, like his main gym, and he goes to mom's basement and lows on MMA. Um, but yeah, Carlos is a savage. He is the hardest person to uh, to grapple against, uh, you know, let alone even just spar against. He's 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 an absolute beast. Um, he's making all of us better. And what was shown on Friday night in the fight against Chris Disnell is what he does to everybody. He does that to everybody. This guy is seriously, if you don't know Carlos, you will. He, uh, I'm sure you honestly probably met him. He's a, he's a real good kid. I, I bet you, you met him at mom's basement one time with that time you came down, yeah, but, uh, I'm sure he's a really good dude. Um, good head on the shoulders. And yeah, he just, I, I know he really wanted to get like a lot of like, he said this in the interview, he wanted to get a lot of shit out. And you could tell like with his training and stuff, this was like a whole new flip that he switched. He just looked so driven, you know? So I'm, ha I'm so happy to see him get that W. And he fought that at 135. I do believe he said he wants to be a flyweight. Is that correct or am I wrong? No, he, so he's had a lot of fights at flyweight, but when, whenever he can't get a fight at flyweight, he has to just go up to 135. So that's what he did. At one point, he was ranked like the number 15 flyweight in the United States. He's a, he's a, he's a real deal. Excellent, my man. We'll keep, we'll keep an eye on him, man. Uh, he's, you guys are all going to be making each other stronger, bro. Um, anyone else on that card that uh, you helped out or you, you, you cross-trained with? Uh, I don't think I trained with anybody else on that card. Um, no, I don't think I, I didn't have any other teammates. All um, right. Let's move on, man. Let's move on to you, bro. Uh, doing some commentating from Cage Titans as, uh, you know, you are not active in the cage, active in the gym and uh, getting ready and staying ready. But uh, you've been behind the mic a little, uh, a couple of cards, two or three cards in a row here, bro. How are you feeling about that side of the coin and shopping up, you know, that side for maybe a future uh, future at this shit? I enjoy it a lot, honestly. It's uh I tried like my first time I ever did it was like a couple years ago and I just wasn't really that great at it. I think I was more so nervous about what I was saying and stuff. I was like, oh, this is live broadcast. I can only imagine how you feel right now. But uh, now I, the more you do something, the better you get at it, the more comfortable you get at it. So now I've, I think I've done it like four or five times and every single time it gets easier. Um, you know, especially when like Andy's kind of dictating, he's like, he wears all the hats at Cage Titans. So he kind of like makes it a lot easier for anyone else that's in the booth with them. So, yeah, me, Hillary, and Andy were in the last one, and uh, I feel like we all had a really good flow. Before that, it was me, Jay, and Andy, and before that, it was me, Ken, and Andy. So, I mean, I've got to work with all these different people, and I, I'm figuring out, like, the different ways to approach each commentary with each different type of person that likes to talk, doesn't like to talk as much. So, I'm figuring it out, and uh, I enjoy it a lot, and... Um, yeah, anytime that I'm not fighting on a card, I hope they keep giving me that opportunity because it gets my name out there. 
I think I do an okay job with the uh, commentary, and you know, and I think it just helps everybody. But definitely, definitely do not want to commentate this next one. I want to be in the cage. Let's talk about it, Bray. Uh, you know, you've been posting a couple of things here. I know, you know, you're always on social media, showing, uh, showing your skills, getting better out there. Um, last year, you won. Let's get to this first. Uh, cage Titans Pro Fighter of 2023, bro. You're 4-0. I have um, your stats up here, or at least your finishes and subs. You have three subs. Do you have a a technical, a, like, do you have a KO, or is that a, a, a doctor stoppage? Like, how is that How is that awarded? You know what I mean? What, the Will Smith one? Yeah. Um, well, I think it depends on who you ask. All right. I mean, I, I, I bet you if you ask people on Will's side, they'll say doctor stoppage. And if and I'll respect the will before I go any further. I don't want to say what I'm about to say with any disrespect here. But if you ask people on my side, they'll say it was stopped because I cut his lip like a pair of scissors, dude. I mean, his lip was fucking destroyed. So I like to call it a, a TKO, okay. but I don't care what it's called. It's it's a finished bottom line, you know. All right. Well, next time we interview, I'll I'll definitely throw that on <laughs> as a, <laughs> as a TKO. But definitely three subs. Definitely four finishes in your four fights, my friend. Um, but last year, Cage Titans, pro fight of the year, man. So young. What's that feeling like? We know we know you have the Coliseum there, bro. But to get that, a 4-0 fighter, compared to some of the, you know, some of the fighters that were in that cage last year, man, what's that make you feel like? The hair on my arm stands up because I've known you since, uh, you know, you weren't even the amateur at the after parties, you know? I know. I know, man. It's crazy how time flies and just shit ends up, you know, working out exactly how it's all supposed to. And uh, I don't know. I just I just been keeping my head down, working. I do this because I love it. And, uh, you know, I think if you really love something and you put all your, your, your passion into it and you're enthusiastic about it, the rewards are going to show, um, you know, respectfully to that. So... I just been being me, and the rewards are coming. I'm very thankful for it all. I'm grateful for everybody that voted in that in the uh, in the Cage Titans Awards, and um, it's definitely not a one man show. That's for sure. I got a I got a whole team backing me. That's a bunch of killers, like we were talking about, and a good family to support me, and good friends and and fans as well. Excellent, excellent. Uh, great sponsors. Uh, you and, and sponsors and and you you give them back exactly what they give you the support back, and you're always doing stuff for them and getting them out there. So, uh, you're doing the, you know everything right on both sides, man. But let's talk about this match, man. You're throwing it out there on social media that you're getting ready. Uh, T-shirts are out there, and they're always like the coolest ones. Uh, what's going on, man? March. Um, you know, any rumbling about matchups or are we just set with a date and you're getting ready for whoever that cage Titans uh, wants to throw in there with you? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't have any matchups in mind. Um, I'm, I just know that I'm gearing up for a, for a battle again, finally. You know, I had all these injuries that had to keep me on the sidelines for a good amount of time, good chunk of like a quarter of a year. And finally, man, I've been uh, the past couple months. I've been really like grinding again, getting into my hard training as I was before. So now I'm finally feeling like I'm like war ready, getting ready for a battle. Let's go. Let's continue this momentum. Um, I really don't care who's in front of me though. I I do want somebody that's going to be incrementally better than the last, like talent wise. Like if you look at my career with opponents, it's kind of gone in that trajectory of constantly a little bit better than the last, a little bit better than the last, while knowing I'm going to win the fight, whoever it is. So. 
Um, I know, like, me and Jeff Joy faced off in uh, in September, like, last year, hoping for a November fight. But, you know, injuries put me on the sidelines, and he pulled out of the fight before I got injured. So, I don't know. It's kind of – that was kind of messy. That wasn't supposed to happen then. But everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. I'm telling you, man. So, we have a new year, new me, and um, I'm looking to uh, – I'm looking to dismantle anybody that's in front of me. Excellent. I mean, well, a couple of months you're going to be in there. Uh, yeah, well, not well, less than a couple of months, my man. Um, short time. Yeah, short time, my man. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for that card. Um, last card was amazing. Um, let's, you know, talk about that real quick. You did the commentary. We had the young and the old in there, my friends, and uh, there was a oh, yeah. lot of great, great action, man. How was it calling those fights, man? And Something, you know, on the amateur side that stood out to you and the pro side that stood out to you that you weren't expecting. Yeah, I kind of have to, like, uh, think of the whole card through right now. But I do know some standout fights for, like, you said the young and the old. First of all, Cage Titans, I love how they do that. Like, they kick off the card with the young little, like, uh, kid grapplers there. I love that. And they all, like, they all look like they really want to be there, too. You don't really see any nerves in these in these young kids, which is crazy. Because I would have been shitting my jock <laughs> if I was in there. Is that that is. But uh, some people at my age still do. But, uh, no, those kids are awesome. I love that. They started off. The crowd's always really receptive with it, too. Um, and then a couple of Amies, man. Colin Silva is one that stands out. That kid, that was, he had his debut. I don't know if you recall that, that kid or the fight I'm talking about, but he had a huge, thunderous KO. It was sick. Um, he trains a lot of BTT, and I got a lot of grappling work with him. He's a stud. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, like, this goes without saying, Mitch Raposo. He's an absolute savage. Um, I think it's. I, I w- I've been saying that I think it's the best performance I've seen at Cage Titans in person. Um, a few people agree with me as well. Um, and then, man, I'm trying to. Th- oh, Pat Gilbride. I see you wearing a shirt over there. I actually got. I got Pat's new shirt on right now. Yeah. 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 I got that one. Pat does a good, talk about shirts, man. Pat does a good job with his shirts. What selling them or making them? Uh, getting a design. Uh, both. Yeah. Both. Well, he's a professional. The kid's a fucking, uh, you know, a professional. You know what I mean? It's his like w- he knows what's going on. His wife, not not to get too off track here, but his wife actually fucking drew this design. She she created it. Oh no shit! His wife's a Muay Thai fighter. She's coming off a big win at uh at um what uh, the no boundary, correct? Like, yeah, no uh, boundary. Uh, uh, yep. Hey, she funny, won like. Hey, funny story. I was at the after party, the at the private after party, and Pat and his what, wife. What tavern? No, no, no. The one after the after party. The after after party. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was there, and uh, and uh, Pat was there with his wife. Very personable. But you know what Pat says to him? He goes, Pat's awesome, my man. I haven't, like, you know what I mean? He's great. He sits next to me. He's like, he's, and he's such a gentleman. He looks at him. He goes, so you picked against me. And he looks at me. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. I was like... I can't win. I can't fucking win. And I never played Pong shots or anything like that. His wife had me play the game. They weren't playing. I guess I was playing by myself. I had to drink four shots because I missed him. I think they were. Oh, man. Dude, I think they were screwing me over and making me drink a little more than I was supposed to. I was like, I yeah, don't Yeah, dude. Hey, let me tell you this. Listen, I'm all for those games of Pong. First of all, I'm not a big drinker these days. Yeah. But when I did and shit like that. Like, when I was playing Pong and stuff, I'm all about the games where you have to drink if you miss. But let me just say that if we're playing beer Pong, beer Pong, it's called beer Pong, 
if you miss a cup or you get or you, uh, someone hits a cup on your side, you take a sip of a beer. They're having you rip shots. Yeah, the trio. Yeah, they were they messing had, you they up. They had a tree of them. It was good. Yeah, they were playing with me. I, hey, I wasn't complaining. I mean, I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was right down. You know what I mean. But it was a good time. But Andrew, Not man, good people. Um, March right around the corner. Um, you're gonna be busy. You, we know the media is gonna be all over you. All that good stuff, man. You got your family, huge support group uh, as far as gyms and um, sponsors, everything, dude. 2024, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but, you know, I did mention in a post because, you know, Cage Titans did put a post out there. Who's going to uh, be the next um, champion in 2024 in your eyes? Or possible, not definite, possible. I threw your name out there and you were very humble about it. And you said, I don't, I'm not looking for gold. I'm looking to take, take bodies or something like that. But my man, um, what are you looking forward to in 2024? I mean, is it looking to wrap gold around you or, you know, make it to the show at, by the end of the year? I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I did. I did. I do remember you uh, commenting that. I actually really appreciated the, when you said that because uh, I just, especially because you just, you, you personally, man, of anybody in like the MMA scene, besides obviously like my coaches and my team, like I feel like you, man, you were my first interview, and I knew you even before the first interview. Like you've actually seen the trajectory. You know what I mean? That's why I, was, I fucking love that you like commented that and shit because you've seen it all. But. uh no, again, like like I said, I'm not chasing belts and chasing skulls. And, like, <clears throat> I think that at this point, man, like, yeah, if I get a belt, right, say all goes well and I win a belt, I think that that will add, like, a good marketing aspect to the way that my career can go, maybe get a, a couple more eyes on me and stuff like that. But I I feel personally that the the there's more value in the, the, the type of opponent rather than just chasing a shiny belt. I feel like I can get more value and experience out of facing a hard contender-style fight. Um, and then I think a belt will come naturally if, if I keep chasing fights like that. Um, you know, Joe Panafiel, he's a, he's a savage, man. He's a tough dude. He's my boy, though, too. And if I'm being honest, I see, uh, I see the party as like a – as a UFC level fight when you're in the regional scene, it's a very tough, it's a tough matchup to have right there. So if I'm being humble and honest, I don't think I'm just ready just yet for, uh, for, for what the party's bringing, but a couple more fights under my belt, man, I'm, you know, we'll see what happens, but he's my boy. I respect him a lot. He's a UFC level fight at a regional level scene. Um, but that being said, he's been away for a little bit. Maybe yeah. he vacates that and gets an interim belt going. Exactly. Or what's Jeff doing? Exactly. We'll exactly. Like I said, could be having that belt around your waist by the end of 2024. A um, couple of last things right here. Um, as far as we got a couple of cards coming up, we have CES and we have Combat Zone. I'm sure you have a ton of training partners that are going to be out there. Also, you have training partners, Connor Matthews. He's got a UFC fight coming up. I'm sure there's other ones that are floating around as far as, you know, in the cartel, man. What's going on in the next month, a month and a half, bro, as far as training partners getting ready and, uh, you know, watching some of your brothers get in that cage looking looking for stardom? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing like a lot. So, I've been at Lausanne's. I've been at Mom's Basement. And I've been adding New England Cartel like a lot more recently. And I know a lot of those cartel guys are looking forward to that combat zone card. You know, Calvin's the promoter and stuff. And they have a new sick-ass arena, SNHU. That's pretty dope. Um but uh, I don't know. I know Carter has a fight March 30, UFC debut. Um, 
I'm expecting great things out of him for that one. Um, he's looking awesome, phenomenal, awesome shape. Um, Carlos just fought, so he's out of the way. Um, I know, you know, a couple of these amateurs at Cartel, I think they're going to be on the card for, uh, for, for Combat Zone. I know Joe Poirier, he was originally looking at Combat Zone, but he might be looking at the March card now as well with me. Um, and... Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think there's going to be some amateurs that are looking for the March 30th card as well out of Lozons too. So everyone, stay tuned for these gyms. Excellent, my man. Well, uh, some of these young guys, man, uh, throw them my way, bro. I'll get them out there. We'll get them known a little bit, and uh, you know, we'll have a good time uh, March seeing you guys go back in there, man. With that said, bro, uh, anything you want to say as far as sponsors, social media, thank yous, any of that stuff, uh, and then we'll get out of here. I need a Valentine kiss. <laughs> all right, I can I can do all that except for the last thing you said. But uh, shout out to shout out to the fam. You guys have been helping me out a ton. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, shout out to all the supporters. Shout out to my sponsors, in particular Face Off Fight Co. and Bon Appetit Meal Prep, the best meal prep service on the East Coast. Um, and I would say shout out to you know Lowe's and MMA Mom's Basement, New England Cartel, uh, Skill of Strength. Thank you to all my coaches, my teammates. We're getting ready for war. Can't wait to see all you guys fucking go out to battle and get your dubs like we've been doing. And, uh, yeah, let's get it going. 2024 is our year. Let's go. There you go. And I know on your social media, I do believe you have your link tree link on there so they can get T-shirts from there and all that other stuff to support you on the way. Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Um, social media, Instagram is at Andrew Valdina. Facebook's Andrew Valdina. Twitter's like Andrew underscore Valdina because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> and... Uh, I think uh, TikTok's Andrew Valdina. Everything's everything's pretty squared away there. And then, um, yeah, my link tree is under all my social media. Um, it's the first link in the bio. And that shows all the, the generous sponsors that have helped me out this whole time. And uh, I don't know if the shirt link is still there, but if anybody wants shirts, I have plenty left to go. And I want to get rid of a bunch more before this next fight. So reach out to me in any social media or hit me up if you have my number. I have a special one, but that's for another show and to be signed. You remember the, the one I got from Savers? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, that is a special one. That, that is, is right there. One. Hey, that is folded with uh, with my uh, Dustin Poirier signed shirt and my Anthony Johnson signed gloves. Your shirt is tucked in there, ready for you to come down here someday and sign it for me, my man. Um, I love that. How much How much was that shirt at Savers? I, I think it was like three three forty nine or something like that. All right, I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna remember that. Hey, in like 20 years. I think I left a tag on it to tell you this. Leave the tag. Leave the tag. Don't get rid of that fucking tag. Hey, with that said, my man, I can't wait to talk to you again when we find out what's going on with uh, your match card. But I would like to say before I leave off, I would love to have you cage side calling my fight in possible July, man. It would be fucking awesome. It'd be an honor, and we'll blow up that fucking. It will be the Coliseum. 2.0 that night, man. I like it, man. I, you know what? It sounds like I could probably commentate because I'm probably going to get it all out of me in March, man. <laughs> and then uh, I'll, take a, I'll take a good chunk of time and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll, I would love to commentate that fight. Excellent, my man. All right, bro. We'll definitely talk. I appreciate you coming on tonight. I know it's a special night for a lot of people out there. Uh, but we had a lot of people tune in. Uh, you got a lot of support out there, bro. Thank you to uh, Jeff, the Combat Cowboy. And, uh, Andrew, I know you're training for this fight, but you're always welcome to come down here with a training partner or anything you want to do. Uh, come down here, man. We can uh, we can get it done. It doesn't have to be a Wednesday, a weekend, any time like that. Uh, get you guys down here, right? 
No, thank you. Maybe uh, leading up to this fight, like I'll find like a couple teammates that are going to be fighting as well, and I'll, I'll hit you up or something. Definitely. I can fit three years right across the board here, so we can get three, uh, three studs in here and talk fights. Perfect. I appreciate it. All right, man. Say hello to the family, man. You know how I feel about him. So you have a good night. Oh, happy birthday, Mom. And happy birthday, belated. Uh, who's who's your birthday? Your, your grandfather? No, my older sister's birthday. Your older sister's. And then uh, was your grandfather's like a, uh, a couple of weeks ago? My, and two of my grandparents were a few days ago. All right. Look, everyone's got fucking birthdays. Well, congratulations, <laughs> man. Listen, I watch. I watch social media, bro. I watch social media. No, that's cool. Thank you, Steve. They'll, All right. they'll appreciate it. You have a good night, man. I'm going to say bye to everyone. But uh, I'll talk to you soon, bro. Thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you. Later. Later. That dude's fucking awesome. Good dude. Good dude. Good dude. And Andrew Valdina. Like he said, uh, I've known him since before his amateur fight, right before he was having his first amateur fight. And uh, at the after parties, uh, he'd always be there, you know, helping his teammates, supporting them. And he mentioned that one night where I really met him, how he is going to, you know, he make an impact in the fighting world when he gets in there and he has man he's uh he's fucking taking it off and run and running uh, so with that said thank you so much happy valentine's day to everyone out there i'm out of here i'm going to karaoke i'm not singing i'm just gonna watch and i'm gonna heckle everybody and i'm gonna have a good time with that said next week we are back we are back with our comedian series we will have a couple of comedians in next wednesday night Live, it'll be an early show, 6 o'clock, because we will be going to their open comedy night after the show, and I'll be checking out everything out of there and uh, rubbing, uh, rubbing elbows with some other comedians that maybe possibly have them down here in the future. So with that said, thank you so much. We out of here.